This is episode 52 of the Chick in Charge podcast. Today's guest is Director of Public Affairs for Atlanta Hartsfield-Jackson International Airport, Myrna White. White is an Atlanta success story. A UGA School of Journalism grad, she began her aviation career working to secure the fifth runway at Hartsfield-Jackson, and she never looked back. White worked with state legislators to fund capital projects, and as Director of Public Affairs, she oversees multiple business units, including government and international affairs. Dedicated to youth development, White founded the Partners in Education program and has been among the top 100 women of influence from the Atlanta Business League for more than a decade. Get ready for a great conversation between two amazing chicks in charge. Welcome to the Chick in Charge. All-in-One Security CEO Mary Parker celebrates the success of women in the world of business and in life. Mary's own humble beginnings in rural Mississippi led her to become one of the only African-American females running a multi-million dollar security firm. She is definitely the chick in charge. Here now is Mary Parker. Hey everybody, my name is Sarah Smith and I am with Solution Road. Um, I'm very, very lucky and blessed today to be with the CEO of All-in-One Security, the founder of the Mary Parker Foundation, the author of the autobiography, The Chick in Charge, Ms. Mary Parker. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Sarah, it's so good <laughs> to see you this morning, Port, and Myrna, you know we're so excited to have you here, but we're going to say just a couple words before we get to you. Okay. Thanks to our listening audience today, we are having a fantastic time here on the Chick in Charge podcast. Yes, ma'am. We've had excellent guests all day, haven't we, Sarah? Yes, everyone has been very different yes, and, and so, great. Uh, Myrna, they've got us ready for you. I've said to Sarah and some of the other <laughs> guests, it's so good to have someone like yourself yep. on the show because... I know you, <laughs> and it should be really easy to interview with you today. So I'm going to just, first of all, allow you, well, no, I'm going to start that. <laughs> I would like for my listening audience to meet the Myrna White of Hartsfield-Jackson Atlanta Airport. And I know she's going to change that, but here's what I do know she's going to say, the world's busiest and the world's largest airport, please. Miss Myrna White. Oh, well, thank you, Mary and Sarah. First of all, it is a complete honor to be here. I have admired you from afar, and then to get to know you personally has been an inspiration and a blessing. Well, amen. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And I know I have that little soft southern drawl voice, so I need to give it a little more power with the microphone, right? You could do it. You got it, Myrna. You got it. Go, girl. <laughs> <laughs> okay. First of all, it is a complete honor to be here with you today, you, Mary, and Sarah. Um, Mary, I have just watched you from afar from for quite a while, and you inspire women of so many different spectrums, you know? You do it big in a man's world, but yet you still carry yourself like 
the ultimate lady, the quintessential woman. Wow. So, Amen. Mm-hmm. Praise God. And you get to go with me to introduce me everywhere I go. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love that. So a couple of things. First, Hartsfield-Jackson Atlanta International Airport is still the world's busiest passenger airport, no matter what anyone else says. Uh, we were the first airport to have over 100 million passengers. Uh, last official count, we were at 107 million and Chicago was at 79 million. So yeah, yeah. we count people, <laughs> not aircraft. Oh my, I love that. <laughs> well, we do count the aircraft, but we think the people is what's most important. Yeah, absolutely. Like the they, airport encourage the size, uh, they encourage the growth of the aircraft. That's exactly right. I think right. people should know what Myrna, Myrna is her title is what she does yes Myrna I am I am the director of the office of public affairs hello and that includes international affairs community affairs public relations and government affairs wow so that's that means you have a big job yes a big job and I absolutely love it and she's one week off the Super Bowl one week yes, off the Super yes. Bowl. Yes. And, and were you all proud of how well we all did yes. as a city for yes. the, the Super Bowl? Yes. Now, we knew we'd have huge crowds. Can you imagine having over 100,000 people visit you in one day? Oh. So we were well prepared for that. And we had so many, every level of our office, from executive down to the front line, was involved in making sure that our passengers knew where to go. It was a huge volume. There's no way around that. But we had a lot of, uh, there was method to that madness that And, day. you know, I was so proud. I came through the airport. I flew out Friday before Super Bowl, the morning of. And I was in the airport a week prior. Mm-hmm. So when I went through the airport last Friday morning, and I saw all the various colors. Yes. It was so easy. You saw the red. You saw the yes. red and white. You saw the various colors of uniforms that they wore. Mm-hmm. But I came back Friday evening on a late flight. And the, the, the volunteers, everyone still had the same level of energy yes. oh, that's great. as they did when I went out on Friday morning. So I know that you guys did an excellent job. And yes, I was, I part, I was partaking in events of the Super Bowl and was proud at every venue that I attended. Mm-hmm. And you are right. Atlanta was a proud city last weekend. Absolutely. Because we did it big and we did it well. Mm-hmm. Thank you, yes. Myrna. Yes, Thank under you. the leadership of a phenomenal <laughs> mayor, Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms made sure that we had every piece in place. So yes, she did. And she had lots of events that were well attended mm-hmm. all over the city as well. Yes. So kudos, Mayor Bottoms. <laughs> kudos. Yay. Yay. Myrna, continue on telling us about you know this huge role that you had in Talk about some of the things that you've had to do to prepare for it. I know that you've been at the airport since the building of the fifth <laughs> runway, and that was yes. 2001 when we started. <laughs> yes, I have been. I can't believe it when I say it. I've been there 28 years. But wow, if you, you know anything about the airport, it has evolved such that no one day is the same, and it's totally different from the way it was when I first started. But yes, I built my career on 
on the fifth runway. I was actually hired by the airport to educate and enlighten the public about this fifth runway, what the economic benefits would be, and of course, how we would work to mitigate any of the negative impacts of the runway. So it was a, it was a fantastic experience. I didn't know much about airports when I started. I, I have a journalism background, uh, but once I became a part of this team, it's just addictive. It's something about being in the in the midst of this thriving. Um, this is like a city within itself. Oh, absolutely. Yes. I've watched that evolution as mm. well because our company, All in One Security, we started on the fifth runway securing the area where the dirt was been moved from across the um, across the freeway yes. on the conveyor belt. So was that your first project? That was my first wow. project. And That's as a new business, <laughs> ladies, hear me. As a new business, we started on the fifth runway with 12 people per shift around the clock. Wow. And we maintained security and safety there for three and a half years. We never had a piece stolen, and there was never an incident with our people nor the people we secured, and that was big. That is a phenomenal and that track was, record. And that was 18 years ago. Wow. Way 18 to years go ago. all in one security. <laughs> yes, yes. so that was really, really big. And uh, so the fifth one way absolutely added so much volume mm. and brought so much attention mm. to our fine city. Now, I want to ask you a question, and I know that you have close contact with uh, women business owners. Yes. And one of the thing, one of the great advantages here in Atlanta for women-owned businesses is a result of the airport. Can you address that piece a little bit and how women are involved and some of the things that you would be looking for or advice you would give women to come in there and, and as, as suppliers? Well, we're very uh, proud of our diversity program. We do work really deliberately to ensure that, that women and minorities have an opportunity to have a piece of that pie. As a matter of fact, we have hired a person on who is a uh, business diversity officer for the airport, and that's Valerie Nesbitt. Love Valerie. Valerie. Yes, yes, they do a fantastic job. And one of the things I want to make sure I mention is that on March 5th, we're having having what we call industry day now this is this is related to businesses that are in construction or construction-related businesses, but I know that a lot of women are entering that realm now. So on March 5th, we have our ATL Next Industry Day where Valerie and her team, prime contractors, and procurement personnel from the city of Atlanta will be on hand to give prospective uh, contractors in-depth information about those construction projects that we have coming up with ATL next. So that, again, is March 5th. It'll be at the Georgia International Convention Center. And uh, anyone interested in attending must register uh, through our link online, and it is next.atl.com, next.atl.com 
www.atl.com where you will go on that site and follow the prompts to doing business with the airport and there on the calendar of events you will find a link to register now that uh, registration will be open by Friday of this week and we look forward to seeing that's a great opportunity to meet other contractors a lot of times uh, potential subs meet prime contractors at these events and form joint ventures that can be very successful. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I could just name 10 companies right now that have gotten their best start from partnering with people at the airport. And I'm going to give a shout out to one. <laughs> I'm going to give a shout out to C.W. Matthews Construction. All right. We've been working with C.W. Matthews since the fifth mm. runway. Oh. And we still have a very, very strong relationship. So ladies especially, don't count yourselves out because you, you, know, you may not understand the importance of the support that these construction projects have. So if you're not registered, if you don't know Myrna White, if you don't know Valerie Nesbitt, you're doing yourself an injustice by not. So please follow up with that. It's going to be at GICC ATL Next, March 5th, and it is the industry day for the airport. And we'll look forward to seeing you there. Myrna, I'm going to shift for a little bit here. I want you to talk about an area that has been your main focus as it relates to the airport. And I know coming off Super Bowl, that would but that's a done deal. But just think about that for us and share. Well, you know, Mary, I'm um, I'm a, a problem solver. I I think from a global perspective, I'm looking at the big picture and what are areas that we need to strengthen, mm -hmm. and that's been my mantra since I started at the airport. So I'm always looking at how we can be better than we already are. And we're a leader in so many areas. Uh, we have airports from all over the world who come and visit us because they want to know how it is the world's busiest and most efficient airport uh, does what we do. So um, we didn't have a government affairs unit, for instance, before I started with the airport. Uh, when I started doing these workshops in the community to uh, show folks just how great this runway would be, we developed relationships with elected officials, community leaders, and business leaders that are paramount to the airport still this day. And so after starting in what was supposed to be a temporary position, and that's what I tell, I speak to students a lot, even if what you're in is dubbed temporary, yeah. if you are the best that you can be, if you bring excellence to that position, the powers that be are going to see that you need to be a permanent fixture in that organization. And that's just what happened to me. Uh, so after... Congratulations. Well, thank you. That's thank such you. a great tip. Is, exactly. It really, really, really can good. make a big difference in your life. Because I had naysayers back then who tried to discourage me. I remember one said to me, none of my bills are temporary. So a temporary position would not work for yeah. me. Oh, my. That is very, very interesting because, you know, even in business, I see and I hear that a lot. Mm -hmm. Well, that contract isn't big enough for me mm -hmm. or, you know, that's not what I do mm -hmm. or I don't want to do that with them. Mm -hmm. And my advice to them is someone 
need to see you. They need to know what you're doing and how well you do it. Mm -hmm. So if it's a one-time opportunity, you want to knock that ball out the park. You And hopefully the bases are loaded so you can do a grand slam. <laughs> and and that's it. so true because... Yes. You know, we can't marginalize the need. Mm -hmm. You know, we've got to assess the demands. And like you said, be the best that you can be mm -hmm. at whatever you do and for however long you're doing it. Mm -hmm. And someone's going to notice. And it could end up being a permanent position. You know, we spoke earlier to someone. We were talking about God's promises. Mm -hmm. God's promises are permanent. Mm -hmm. So our performance, what people think and see of us early in our business, that's a permanent impression. So you want to do it good and you want to do it big. That's and you right. want to get to know people like Myrna White. <laughs> but, you know, one of the things you said I want to piggyback on, if you are a faith-driven person as I am, you know that if you do a great job with these smaller things, yes. your territory will be enlarged. And that's what we all want, right? That's right. Exactly. Thank you for that, Myrna. <laughs> that was good. Now, Myrna, also, I know that, you know, uh, with the things that you do, you have to be a pretty good strategist as well. Mm -hmm. And uh, so talk about some of the strategies you've used to execute uh, your office within the community. Mm -hmm. How have you brought that close enough to them so that they understand your value-add proposition at the airport? <laughs> well, another thing you talked about is getting to know folks. I'm real big on mentorship and even uh, watching people or organizations, and in this case, there is a particular organization in this uh, Atlanta area, and I won't mention the name, but I thought they oh, did on. community Do engagement. <laughs> <laughs> I thought their community engagement program was phenomenal. Well, I'll just go ahead and say it's Georgia Power. When I, young in my career, wherever I went, I saw a Georgia Power representative in the community, engaging, not just promoting or advancing Georgia Power's uh, principles or whatever, but, and of course, that's, that was the, the ultimate objective, but they were there showing an interest in each community, being involved with the chambers of commerce on the board of directors, that kind of thing. And I thought, that's what I want to do. So I have... Uh, patterned the uh, community engagement program at the airport from that organization that has its tentacles spread all over us. It, it was clear to me, I cannot do it by myself. So I need to surround myself with smart people who also understand the commitment of social responsibility and what it means to be a good corporate neighbor. Excellent. That is just excellent. I love it. And you do it so well. Well, thank you. And uh, for our listening audience, I know that many of you, especially if you're in the Atlanta, the metro Atlanta area, you know this lady and you see her. She's very, very generous with the resources. She's very, very generous with her time. And I've just got to say this, Myrna, as we're sitting here and I'm watching you and listening to how your career has, has advanced, I also want to share with the listening audience that in June of 2018, you became the recipient, the first recipient of an award that we established for women who are really progressing. And you received the award, the Chick in Charge. And you said some great things in your acceptance speech about 
who you believe that chicken charges. And I'm not going to put you on the spot, but if you remember any of that, would you share that with our listening audience about the chick in charge? And if you don't remember, just make it up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, first, I was completely honored and surprised to get the chicken charge award was meaningful to me, not just because a chicken charge, you, Mary, presented it to me, but I remember... Uh, years ago when we had a female mayor, we had a female president of council, and I remember hearing that phrase, chicks in charge. Yes, and I, I, I remember all the names <laughs> as well because we had chief of police at the time. Yes, We yes. had our, it was a female sheriff, Jackie Barrett, mm -hmm. and uh, Rosemary Cloud was the Fire chief yes. of East Point, I, I believe the it was. First the first African-American female. Yes. I love this. we so. got to take over again. <laughs> So I'm it's all great. about girl power and women empowerment. No. Not no male bashing, but the thing no. is, men you men have it. You have had it for so long. So to see women embrace that power is just refreshing and inspiring. Yes. So, um, but I believe a, a chicken charge is one who she's the boss, but she doesn't have to say it. She doesn't have to uh, exert her power with a hammer, unless it's that velvet that velvet hammer that we all are, are accustomed to when you have to be a little assertive, but you still want to do it in a polite way. I think that's the big difference in the way men and women rule you know we we have more compassion and a more of a collaborative spirit than I agree than men do. I agree and that's why it's so important to our our men who's listening to understand the power of collaboration with women mm -hmm. and um, you know when you've got women on the team it makes a difference it does because we bring that that nurturing component mm -hmm. as well I also believe that we bring a gentle listening ear that's right uh, that we are able to drive our teams a little bit you know mm -hmm. maybe mm -hmm. faster mm -hmm. than somewhat because you know I watch the guys on my team and I'm a visionary and it just seems sometimes it just takes them forever <laughs> to make the decision to move it from point A to mm -hmm. point B mm -hmm. and so uh, it, it you know so for you guys we just ask that you open up your hearts, open up your minds, and give the women an opportunity to bring the value to the teams that's going to make everyone stronger, and we create a more win-win-win situation. And I know I've got to wrap this up here in a second, Myrna, but there are a couple of things I must ask okay. you. I want to know, what was your first job after you got out of college, and how did that either propel or what was the impact from that job that you're still using today? Well, you know, my first job, it, and I just thought about this when you asked me that question, my very first job out of the University of Georgia, where I uh, uh, earned a degree in journalism, was as a reporter with the Columbus Ledger Inquirer newspapers. But the profound part of that is that that was an internship was that was to last one year. So again, a kind of temporary situation, but I went in, I was passionate about accepting it, 
having the opportunity to show my full potential, and I loved it. Uh, and then to be able to just work hard and earn c- promotions. And, and see, back then, I was I was a little shy. I didn't have nearly the confidence that I have now. So to have other people see that potential, see my worth, I always worked hard. I had that, that work ethic that said, first of all, my mother taught me, if you're going to do anything, you're going to do it right the first time or there's no sense in doing it. Mm-hmm. So that was my mantra and I just I just was I'm just excited even today to think about how hard I worked to prove myself but then have the opportunity to show just how good I could be as a writer. Excellent. Excellent. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited, Myrna. And then there's one more question because like so many of us when we start out in life, we we don't really know. We don't have a focus of where we're going. But once we do become focused, then we have so many things that we think if someone had told us or if we would have known this when we were much younger, um, where would we be? So talk to us about that. What are some of the things that you wish someone had told you? And I know a lot about the stories your mom have told you, mm-hmm. has told you, but please address that if you will. Now that's a good question, and it paused me to do some some self assessment. The first thing is to realize that you you are the CEO of your life. You are the one person who can control your destiny. So don't be discouraged by naysayers. And it, I didn't realize back then. I thought everyone should love me because I'm such a personable, <laughs> lovable person. <laughs> So it would really um, discourage me when people would not be necessarily nice. But in, I would tell my younger self, don't be concerned about that. You are wonderfully made. Some people will dislike you just because of that. As long as you are treating people right, you are doing the best that you can, being the best that you can, then don't worry about those those folks that want to, to have something negative to say. Another thing I would say is separate yourself from those folks who always want to have a little negative to say. And understand that those folks who are truly behind you are the ones who are loyal and authentic, those are the people that who deserve your time and energy. The rest of them don't deserve one minute of it. That was excellent, excellent feedback. So many of our listeners need to hear that. Because, um, you know, when we move beyond that stage of being people pleasers, Mm. and really understand the true value of whose we are, Mm -hmm. and being so wonderfully individually made. Mm. Marnie, you have done an exceptional job sharing with us today. And I just want you to, I want to do one more call out. Uh, And that's based upon the upcoming event you have on March 5th, the Industry Day at the airport at GICC. Mm -hmm. What tip would you offer the participants, and especially some of the women business owners? If you are in a business that is construction related, you should come there. First of all, this should be such just, I shouldn't even have to say this, but you need to look the part. You want to be business dressed. There's a difference in walking into a corporate situation and going into a nightclub 
or dancing ah, situation. Great point. So we don't need the five-inch stilettos and the, the low-cut dresses. We need you to look like you're ready to do business. And then you want to have a uh, portfolio or business cards. Make sure you have ample business cards. That's one of the worst things that can happen is to realize you gave them all out the day before. And you want to be prepared to network. Introduce yourself to business owners who are there. You never know who's looking for a partner, who's looking for a subcontractor, or who has all the knowledge and is is anxious or willing to share it with someone junior. So those are the keys to look the part, be prepared with your your business information, and then don't be shy. Be polite, politely assertive the whole day. That is excellent, excellent information. Now, Myrna, is there a list of prime contractors? Is there a way those interested in participating can do any um, research on the companies who will be there? I would suggest, and, and I know I'm going to um, uh, inundate Valerie's inbox, but I would suggest that <laughs> folks in, um, email Valerie Nesbitt. That's Valerie.Nesbitt, N-E-S-B-I-T-T, at ATL.com. And Valerie is a wonderful source of information and will be happy to assist in preparation for that big day. And that event is 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. Very good. That was one piece I wanted to know was the time. This is great stuff, you guys. I hope that you have taken copious notes because um, on, on March 5th is going down at the GICC and you've heard it from Myrna White. Myrna, thank you so much for being oh. here. I have enjoyed this interview. And uh, I'm going to call Valerie to see what we can do to help with your event as well. Oh, wonderful. Because we'll just be coming off of the summit, the Women's Entrepreneurial Empowerment yes, Summit. Yes. That's also being here. Uh, we're doing the reception on February 28th, March 1st, and 2nd. We're covering our four-module course Focus, analyze, commit, and strategize, and you don't want to miss it. Go online. Mm. Go to Eventbrite because we are looking for you. We are expecting 300 guests. Tickets Wonderful. are going fast. So if you don't have your ticket, you want to get it now. Again, Myrna White, Atlanta, Hartsville-Jackson International Airport. Thank you so much, Thank Myrna. Thank you. Thank you, Thank Mary. you, Sarah. Thank you, Port. Thank you to our listeners. I am Mary Parker, and I am the Chick in Charge. If you like the Chick in Charge podcast, and we hope you do, check out this great podcast called The Blogging Millionaire. The host built his blog from zero to one million monthly visitors in just 18 months after making his first blog post. His recent series, How to Multiply Blogs Traffic by 10 Times by Just Improving Your Blog's Page Speed, is one you really need to listen to. Just do a search for The Blogging Millionaire wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to The Chicken Charge at thechickincharge.com. Get a free download of Mary Parker's Tips for Success, tips that'll make short work of some of today's most challenging issues facing female business owners. Thanks for listening to 
The Chicken Charge. 